So what happens again when you find, I'm sorry, what's it called? Uh, geocache. Once you find it, then you use your geocaching name to sign into the log. And then you can decide to replace the item or not. But uh, some of them are really hard to find. And those are the ones that are really worth it. Maybe at work? In the car? Where you are? Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, wherever you can find it, so you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Demon Hunter 2, Aggie Jedi Master, Electric Waterboy, Joshua, the Geocaching Vlogger, Cashley, One Kind Word, Ravenclaw Tia, Shermanator 18, Butterfly Girl, Moon Trackers, the Aussie Geocacher, the Geogearheads, Sodak Zach, the Deadliest Cachers, Terrell 2, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, Team D&D, Geocaching Adam, Peachy1276, the NoCo Geocachers, Curiosity Girl, Tick Magnet, Marsa Panic, Bricker John, Firesafe, Doc Firewoman, FS Abero, Geo Rick, Cash Attic Mel, Geocaching Janji, Geocaching Junkie, Sir Dremelot, Genies, Tricasius, Tom Frey, Rugles, and our new patrons, The Bruce Zero, EGK PBR, and Casamaya. And I think I mispronounced that last week. And I said Casamaja, but somebody have corrected me. On our Norwegian, it's our Norwegian uh, patron, Casa Maya. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, we got a big show tonight, so let me start by welcoming my co-host, Sydney. Hello, everyone. And Jesse. Good evening. And we got a full crew tonight. We haven't had that for a couple of weeks. So everybody's everybody's back from work and everything else. So got a full compliment for a great show tonight. We're gonna jump right in because we got a lot tonight to cover. Show number seventy-three for October 29th. And welcome to the show, Matt Mercurio. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Hello, there all. He is. Welcome. Oh, welcome. I was going to welcome myself. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome, Absolutely. Matt. Welcome, Matt, to the show. My, microphone is, uh, my microphone's good there, right? But everyone can hear me, hopefully. So, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> You're good. Pretty so, good. Matt, we always like to start with something a little, uh, a little fun. I hear your childhood dream was to be a pro wrestler. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, just we have all have these, like, outrageous wild dreams and uh seeing myself in the squared circle was uh was one of them and i think that's where i got my uh the theatrical part of myself just being able to be a little bit of a ham go over the top in some moments um i, I really i guess i really wanted to for the longest time you know i think i told my mom and dad that i just I think I just told them I wanted to be a doctor for the longest time, but it was like a secret desire that I wanted to be a pro wrestler. That's awesome. And then, uh, and then, um, and then I wanted to be like a luchador, and then I stopped having a, a growth spurt. My like second growth spurt I didn't have in middle school, and I was like, I "Guess this pro wrestling thing uh, is only going to work if I'm a luchador." And um, then, yeah, then it didn't, there was no continuation with it, but uh, but it bleeded itself into uh, into acting because you know it's yeah. uh, yeah, wrestling is very Shakespearean. It's like the last kind of uh, it's an art form, and uh, and acting very much a part of it. And that's a big reason why I got involved and um, took interest in it. Did you have a favorite wrestler? Uh, like, and it was it a good guy or a bad guy? Was it a heel or a face? He'll be a right. bad guy. <laughs> That's um, right. It's like one of those personality tests. Right? I'm a WWE Network <laughs> subscriber. Um, but uh, that's tough. It's an ever-changing thing. So the, the question is, who's my favorite? And it's very different from who I think is the best. So my, my favorites is just an ever-changing list of like Macho Man, Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, The Rock. Um, let me see here. Um, there's there's a new list of rest. I, I think this is something that I, I need to be deeper in thought. You kind of put me in the spot of who my favorite is. But uh, um, <laughs> let's just stick with those. I know it's a list of five. No, that's a good I kind list. of keep it a little bit. Yeah, that's it. We could we could get off on that topic for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I Start talking about the wolf pack, and then we're on a whole different subject, a whole different era. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so still in the childhood, you got in a little bit of trouble when you were younger, and uh, until something kind of changed, right? Yeah, I mean, I was I was never a, a rule breaker. I was just a rule bender. It was just uh, to get the attention of the ladies. And uh, I think I just wanted, you know, just just to get the, the attention of the class to cause a disturbance. I think watching t so much, consuming so much TV, my like TV heroes were like Will Smith on Fresh Prince and like Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. So, of course, right. th that's just how I would naturally was going to be. And, um, right. and then after a, a number of visits to the administrator's offices, they... Uh, they decided the best action was for me to uh, partake in drama, and that was, you know, the rest is the rest is history, as they say. But um, yeah, that was really the start of because uh, I think my folks were kind of resistant with me um, moving forward with like an artistic endeavor like that. Because my the elective my mom wanted me to cho uh, choose was a computer programming class, 
shout out to Ms. Goldman. Um, but that was the most boring class I've ever taken. So, um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but a logical choice for a parent to want their child to take. No, of course, of course, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But uh, but after you know, at the behest of the administration, they they uh, they let me join drama class, and that was uh, this is really where I found my passions and and uh, you know, eventually what I wanted to do. So why don't you talk a little bit about, um, you know, maybe what you did in high school or your time studying in college or and that kind of stuff. Sure. In high school, I, um, I ended up, um, I started out at Staten College Prep and then I went to uh, finished high school at Orange Park High School. And I was a, the, uh, the drama club president and I was doing plays there and whatnot. And, uh, and my meal ticket into college was a uh, theater scholarship. I ended up going to Florida State College on a um, uh, performance talent grant. And then there was, you know, cool. it, it was paying for school at that point. So my folks were like, okay, well, you know, you can, I guess you can do that. And then um, <laughs> awesome. from there, I went to uh, University of Florida, um, got into their um, BFA acting program. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Theater and acting took up a great deal of my uh, my academic life. So, um, hip hop theater troupe. Is that I was in hip hop theater troupe. That that was the best, probably the best thing. Like all of us will say (laughs) of our experience in college. It's just um, it was uh, it was called Signs of Life. It is called Signs of Life, and uh, we would take a topic um, or a theme. Um, every semester and we would devise a piece of theater around that idea or that cool like for for example my first semester the idea was um was dreams and just to be able to write sketches and skits and raps and poetry and um dances because right. some of us weren't dancers but uh um just all based on that it was the most fun just being able to be in control of that and be in creative control and produce the show that we wanted to um so yeah, and that's you know my my love for hip hop theater remains to this day. Um, cool, very cool. Yeah, you um, there's some training uh, that you did um, got in um, with uh, Williamstown Theater Festival. Yeah, that was um, that was while I was in college. I ended up uh, I ended up winning my region for the. Kennedy Center uh, American College Theater Festival. They uh, they have like judges and they go around and they watch shows. It's it's kind of a this is going to be a long winded explanation, but they go around <laughs> and they watch shows. Okay, and then they select uh, they select one to three of their actors that they want to nominate uh, to compete in this thing regionally. Um, for once a year, and then you go to that, and then there's separate levels. And then you do a couple scenes and then you move on to the next level and then you do two, two more scenes or another scene. And then you move on to the next level. You go into the finals of that. You do two scenes and a monologue and, um, and then they pick their list. And then I was a finalist. And so I went to nationals and, in uh, and, uh, very cool experience. One of my favorite experiences, um, within theater that I've had. And, uh, did that, and then I ended up getting a, an apprenticeship to the Williamstown Theater Festival um, in 
well, a number of years ago, but it was cool. Williamstown's like a place where uh, a lot of big stars go and come back and they do theater. Like that year, it was uh, Sam Rockwell was um, was Stanley in A Streetcar Named Desire. Um, Louis Black cool. comes back every summer and does stand-up <laughs> comedy workshops. Uh, Justin Long was there in Louis's show. Um, Jessica Hecht is there every it's it's a fantastic experience it was just like theater camp for adults um, and I just got the apprentice and uh, take acting classes and workshops and uh, do tasks that were involved with like um, the operation of the theater and doing overnights and things like that running lines with people um, it was cool it was a really cool experience we, obviously we got to act and Sure. You know, we had when we had Ansley on the show. Um, she said that one of her big things that she wanted to do was to do stand up. Um, have you ever had? Uh, have you ever had the um, the desire to do to be a be a stand up comedian at any point? Sure. No. I mean, sure. Um... <laughs> you sound so excited about it, Matt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'd love to, I'd love to like any sort of like endeavor like that. I've never, um, I've the never, whole, whole, whole the world though. I mean, really, don't you think for, for an actor? To... Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's similar. It's, it's obviously similar in, um, in that it's a performance, but it's, it's just a whole new skill to develop. Um, and yeah. just, uh, and just takes a level of, of skin thickness that, uh, that you just have to develop over uh, an extended amount of time. You know, some people have it, some people that don't. Uh, my lady might say I have it, you know, but uh, <laughs> and my mom, my That's mom. That's good. But, uh, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day you'll see me on the stand-up comedy stage there. Absolutely. That seems like it would be terrifying. To get <laughs> Jesse thinks I'm gonna move my phone around because um, that's fine. Go right, go for I it. Just, it just told me my temperature phone is too. Yeah, okay, let me unplug my phone here. Boom. All right, no problem. Yeah, that does. It's one of those things. My that, phone just put like so, a Tony Stark Iron Man suit thing and told me it was too hot and I needed to unplug. Yeah, it's incredible, right? I know, and what the te technology we have now, yeah. Um, well, let's get let's kind of go into um, let's talk a little bit about your TV uh, work, and we're going to do some we're talking about some your TV work, and then just talk about some movies, and then of course we're going to get into Treasure because that's you know it's a it's a big deal. We're going to talk about Treasure here in a little bit, but sure. start off with um, the experience of being on Sleepy Hollow uh, and being able to do. Uh, you know, four episodes as a deputy. And we talked before the show as we were talking about how, um, you know, Jesse's former law enforcement and you got to, you've done some, as we go through some of this, you're going to, we'll talk about some of your uh, uh, acting law enforcement that you've gotten to do, but tell us a little bit about the experience of being on Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, that was really cool. Cause um, I think that was my third the third major TV show that I had ever shot, but it, it felt like the, like the first major experience for whatever reason, just the atmospheric, um, you know, I walked into the fitting and there's all these creatures around and things of that nature. And, um, it's really cool to look at. And, um, 
And there's just the sets are incredible or were incredible. And to be able to like the police station was right near these, this series of, um, of sewers. And you had to navigate around to that to get to where the, uh, the, uh, precinct was. And so that was really cool. You were just, you were just in it. Mm-hmm. And so my first role on Sleepy Hollow was, it was supposed to be like a one-off and mm-hmm. end up being, uh, casting wanted to use me again. Cause if you're a cop in a cop show, then, you know, you can, <laughs> you can add some continuity to, uh, to the environment. And so I was glad to take that, but my first episode, like a one line, maybe two lines. And, um, and I think like 30 seconds beforehand, right? I blanked. And I think that happens <laughs> to everyone. And you'll hear a lot of these stories, I'm sure. Um, but like 30 seconds beforehand, I'm listening to lines. And, uh, and as any young, inexperienced actor will tell you, they've rehearsed their, their first line, big thing, like millions of times, over rehearsed it, right? And so right. I said it a million times in my head. And there I was like 20 seconds to lead up and then 15 and then 10 seconds before I'm like, holy crap, I forgot my line. <laughs> you have one line. Like, I you just got got one line. Like, you're going to ruin everything. They're going to know that you're a failure and you're, you're faking it. And, and so I just had to be like, because oh, I'm behind this wall, we're, you know, about to deliver my line. And I just turned the wall and, uh, you know, it was just one of those magic uh Aha moments. Oh, okay, I remember now. My body just had to go through the motion. Your training kicked in. All that good training you've had, you kicked in. Boom. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um and so that was uh that was a fun experience. And then the, the second episode I got to be possessed. Uh, so that was cool. Um, That's and, different. Uh, yeah. But, that's different. Yeah, we, we did a couple stunts in there, and uh, I got to work with Orlando uh, Jones in that scene, and mm-hmm. it was really cool. We got to talk about him, a big sports junkie, so we got to talk a lot of sports offset, and uh, and then onset. It was just it was fun. It was playing. We were uh, we were doing like stage combat, and uh, there's the pro wrestling aspect that kicked in. So awesome. that's awesome. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna show a. Um film clip from one of your demos we're going to show and it's a montage so we're going to i'm going to show all the we'll show the whole thing and then once over matt we'll just kind of talk about each of the different roles that you put into this film demo so let's do that now share my screen all right so here we go Hang on. Hang on, I get to the right spot. Here we go. So I just appreciate it. Just give me a quick poke and I'll get back out there. You know what? I've been expecting that. Oh, take it. Yeah? Okay, good. Sure you are. And what exactly is your power, pal? I'm still trying to figure it all out, uh, actually. But I did just come back from the dead after jumping off the roof of a 20-story building. Hey, Lenny. You just staying out of trouble? Of course. How about your brother? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm worried about it. There's no way he could have done that. It's all around here. The Juaritos think that he killed that guy, but he didn't do it. How do you know that? He was with his girlfriend all night. Where's Nick now? I don't know. Don't do that. Close intimate people only. Yo, whose birthday party is this? This is real sad. <laughs> oh, Mark, you're such a jokester, right? Am I right? Who's Mark? <laughs> Dude, she's not into you. This is a private conversation. And why are you saying it into a microphone? You know what? I had it with you in the blue tank top. Sasha, beat him up. Mess up now. Ow! Hurts horse getting hit. Bottle caught you right across the bridge. Broke it pretty good. Laceration's not too bad, though. You know, I said I didn't want to broadcast my situation, but this is amazing. Hey, we're well over our goal now. Looks like there'll be plenty for housing and books and, most importantly, food. How can I ever thank you? Hey, we're just happy you're going to be staying here in Jamestown. Excellent work. That's a lot that of different cool. shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was wondering about that. How, how does, um, how do things like that work where you, I mean, you've done Fox, you've done CBS, you've, you know, several shows. I guess there's no, um, your, actual allegiance. Yeah. Well, our, uh, you know, um, I guess, People, people, you know, you you have the the um, the connections to talk to um, to to because uh, each each show, obviously, if it's on a different network, it, they got their own thing going. So, obviously, there's a whole list of supporting actors that are available. Um, and so, is that is that how you're obviously available for all these different different types of shows? It just depends. I mean, the breakdown will come out for the, you know, the episode or the film and, uh, and then the audition, um, breakdown sort of has the conflicts, um, of availability, um, mm -hmm. whether you're going to get called back and then the shoot dates. And obviously if there's a conflict with potential shoot dates, if you're really interested in such a role, you would let them know and be like, Hey, um, I'm going to be out of town for two weeks these days. Um, you know, if, you know, he, he's and then the agent would say, oh, yeah, my, my client would like to audition for this, um, but they're going to be out of town for so and so this date. Um, you know, we'll send you a tape where he can he or she can come in on this day. And so it's just sort of um, you just logistically just leave everything out there. So, you know, if there's any room for maneuvering or or uh, or scheduling, then that can be done right at the beginning. And uh, it leaves less of a potential for a headache. Sure. Sure. And now that you've been a, now that you've got <clears throat> some of these roles under your belt, I mean, I th it, obviously this is kind of leads is um, 
so nice to have those on your resume. The, you, you've proven yourself in a sense that, you know, you, your agent can basically go out and say, hey, you know, I've got Matt. He's been on these shows and they can kind of see your work. And I, hopefully this is leading down. It's, has it been one of those things where it's, do you feel like it has snowballed some where you've had roles show up like you feel like roles have showed up because, oh, well, he's a proven actor. Now we can kind of, is that, do you feel like that's it's, happening? It's, now? Hard, it's hard to say ultimately just because, you know, you're never in those rooms, you don't know exactly how those conversations go mm-hmm. unless someone explicitly tells you, you know, this is, you know, we talked about this and, and your name was mentioned accordingly, but it certainly feels that way. It certainly feels, um, that uh, traction starts to get built over a certain amount of time and certain doing certain projects helps get on to the next project and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say so. I'd say, yeah. So, so like ballers, which was a, you know, HBO, so it's a different kind of a different world uh, uh, than just your know, regular cable TV. So um, what was it like working with Dwayne Johnson and, and uh, being on that show? I just got back from LA because I had to, um, I met with my manager and then we had to start shooting that, that show replay that I was on right. where I was the bro. I was recurring yeah. as bro because it was like a groundhog <laughs> day kind of show. Right. Yeah, I, was kind of, I was kind of just this like dude bro that would come on and say like these like unsavory things like, uh, every episode I was on. And so, um, <laughs> right. so for ballers right when I was shooting that, um, and we didn't know if we were going to be able to make the window work, but again, it was one of those things where I was just like, Hey, like, I, I don't know if we can make this work, but if we can, here's my, and I sent the tape for it. And, uh, and so when I got it, I was just, it was just weird because I knew I was going to have a scene with the rock and, and the rock is somebody who I was, I dressed up as him on Celebrity Day in eighth grade. Um, I read his book in like ninth grade. Um, it was like a, a, a mandatory reading period where we had to read uh, books. And if, if uh, and at that point with my, um, with my uh, being so enamored with pro wrestling, I, I consumed so much uh, pro wrestling autobiographical material. And, and that was one of the books that I uh, finished that year. Um, the rock says. And so it was just cool. It was just kind of surreal to be, be able to know that I was working with them, um, in that scene. And then, uh, and then I got food poisoning, um, the oh, day, no. the day before. So I got oh, like no. a, um, I thought that it was perhaps like some, some Indian food, uh, that I had earlier in the day, but it was like, I, I mathematically, <laughs> went through it with one of my Calculated buddies it. and he was, he was able to sleep um, that it was too far in the day for, for me to ha- have gotten food poisoning from the Indian food um, right. and it was probably from this like, salad so anyways like I had a fever um, it was not pretty um, you know <laughs> one of those things no. food poisoning you, you, know, oh, man. you can do the rest in your head but uh, okay. So then the morning of, I, uh, I kind of just sucked it up. My fever had gone away, but it was still, um, it was still pretty bad. And then when I showed up on set and saw the rock, it was just like, well, I'm all right. I get to work with the rock today. (laughs) And and when I saw him, you know, he's just, uh, super kind, wanted to run lines and, and, uh, 
and we hung out we ran lines and it was just super surreal because this is something who i grew up watching on tv all the time and right. uh you know as he consumed his protein uh we uh we ran our lines and so uh then when we did the scene it was super comfortable and uh super easy and uh wasn't weird that i had he had the buttocks had to be in the scene obviously right so yeah uh, <laughs> but, uh, so the, 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 us building that rapport at the beginning before and running lines made it so that it was a it wasn't awkward and it was it was cool it was probably one of my most favorite things that i've done just because i got to work with yeah. it was really cool oh oh yeah absolutely well um finishing up on the tv side of things for for now um there's a show coming out we talked about this before the show uh with matt that um it's called the resident on fox and if anybody has a chance to go watch the previews for that for that show that looks like a very cool show and ironically you're going to play a doctor dr gene Liu. so tell us a little about the resident and when can we expect to see it on fox um so it's a mid-season release um so it's sometime in the new year and i think they just um they just played a preview during the world series or one of the games probably uh during a a couple of the games but um Mm -hmm. But I'm playing a doctor on that show, Dr. Gene Liu, and um, I'm really excited about it. it it's uh, and uh, it, it looks like it's coming together really well. It's a really exciting show, really fun to work on. Really great group of people that I've been able to work with uh, thus far, and um, mm-hmm. I hope you you guys stay tuned for it and look out for it because um, it's it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, now it's interesting. Um, this is we're gonna, we're about to we're transitioning now into movies, um, and we we talked to Ansley when we had Ansley on the show uh, about doing both TV and movies, and um, you know she said obviously the setup for it as an actor is a little bit different, but she was basically saying that you know, you're, it's, it's acting. And, um, so you just kind of, um, have to go with whatever flow, uh, you know, the vibe that's been created in that, the, the movie or the, the TV show or the movie that you're in, you kind of, Anson was talking about how the different, different directors and, and everybody kind of obviously does things a little bit differently, but, uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, the one that just came out very recently. You played an FBI analyst, uh, in American Made. So talk a little bit about your time on uh, doing that movie that's currently out. Yeah, it was, um, we originally shot that in, in 2015. Yeah. So it just came out this year, but uh, we shot it in midsummer uh, of 2015. And then uh, we did reshoots of my scene in December and we ended up doing that in New Orleans. So initially we shot in Atlanta and then in December, a couple, you know, about six months later, we ended up shooting in New Orleans. And, um, that was a lot of fun just cause, um, just cause Doug is a really interesting guy to work with and he's really cerebral and you can see how he's working everything out in his head. Uh, but initially I was, um, role i was in a couple different scenes and my scenes were with domino and those ended up getting um those ended up getting cut and then when they brought me back for the different role um then we did we shot new scenes so um 
that was cool. Very just good. being able to, That's just being able to okay. be on set with with Tom. And the first time I saw Tom, we were in this boardroom, and and Tom Cruise came in, and they flooded this room with lights, so that you know <laughs> they were supposed to make it daytime. And the first time I had seen Tom, he walks into this room, and there's these floodlights behind him. He's <laughs> almost like this angelic figure. <laughs> I turn around and almost like in slow motion. I'm like, whoa, Tom Cruise. <laughs> He's got his like signature uh, Ray Bans on. He sort of just like is charismatic and takes over the whole room. He's like, How's everybody doing? Uh, and, you know, he's a really, really kind guy and uh, works really hard. I think at the same time that he was working on that movie and was on set, um, he was in editing bay with them for the, days the from two weeks ago. previous Mission Impossible. And um, just a workhorse. Always working. That's, it'll, and, um, that's what I'll buy it and it'll go into effect. Really inspiring to see. Really inspiring just to be on set with him. Yeah. And then when he left that day, it was the day before his birthday. And... Uh, and he, you know, he might have just yep. been blowing smoke, but he looked at everybody uh, who was, when we shot that scene previously, he looked at everybody who was in that scene. He was like, that scene, that was, that was a great birthday present. And I was just like, whoa, I don't know if you mean that, but that was really cool. That was really cool. And then we sang happy birthday to Tom Cruise. And I was just like, oh, okay, we're singing happy birthday to Tom Cruise. Because I brought up a picture of him. Just, just a normal day at work for you, right? Meet Tom Cruise. <laughs> just a normal day. <laughs> normal day. Uh, yeah, it's got to be like you said, another surreal. I'm singing birthday. I'm singing happy birthday to Tom Cruise. I mean, that's, it's kind of <laughs> sort of strange, right? Uh, a <clears throat> um, couple movies that are going to be coming out soon that I want to ask you about. Um, this one, I watched the previews for it, and this one is. Pretty suspenseful thriller um, called Hangman um, with Al Pacino and Carl Urban. Uh, like I said that if you haven't seen the preview for it, definitely go check out the preview because you'll that's going to fire you up to go see this movie. But uh, December twenty second, from what I can tell, um, tell us a little bit about working with um, Al Pacino and Carl Urban. Man, it was cool. Carl's like a. Uh, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. My my lady me, more than I, but, but oh, me too. I'm huge. Yes, me too. And, uh, and so, so seeing, I mean, among it, many of the things, but uh, obviously, I, I uh, that was the main thing that I knew Carl from, and so being able to see Carl on set, um, he's, he's a big guy. You know, he's six two, six three, maybe six four. I'm, I'm not even sure, but. Um, <laughs> Right, he's this big guy with this big presence, um, and uh, and the first time I got picked up in the car, uh, I thought I was alone in the car with just you know, I, I thought I, it was just me and the driver, and I hopped in the back of the car and I was like, "Hey, hey, doing?" And I, I hadn't even looked around; I was just excited to get on set. And uh, Carl Urban was in the front seat. He turned That's around, cool. and was like, oh, "I'm Carl." Like, oh. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're one of the writers of Rohan, man. I know." <laughs> That's right. So, so that was really that, that was really cool. Just to this, the way I met him, it was almost like he was a he was a character in my own story. Um, meeting right. Carl Urban, and then uh, 
and then Al Pacino, um, when we went to where the actors' chairs were, um, I don't know if he had directly wanted it or somebody else had wanted it, but they, they brought in a TV so that the Raiders game could be on. Oh, wow. How about that? And then, <laughs> and then Al sat down with me and we talked football for a minute or two before we uh, we started chopping it up in our scenes. And so that was that was really cool. So I was just like, oh, okay. Talking about the current state of the Raiders with Al Pacino. With Al Pacino. <laughs> Another surreal moment. Yeah, I'm just, just uh, talking Raiders with Al Pacino. How do you play it cool when you're, you know, hanging out with Carl Urban, Al Pacino, and Tom Cruise? Because I'm assuming as an actor, you don't want to like, you know, freak out and run around the room. You know, you want to be professional. How do you, how do you pull that one off? as well. No, I think I think there's a small moment of of uh, you know I played sports, you know, and I saw a coach that always. Multiple coaches always said, "Act like you've been there before," right? And so, even playing sports, you saw dudes who were larger than life on the football field. Like we knew who um, I'm, I'm same year as Tim Tebow and, and being from Jacksonville, we knew who Tim Tebow was. Right. Anybody who played high school football knew who Tim Tebow was, right? And, uh, right. We didn't get to see him on the field, but I can imagine if you saw um, people of that ilk of that, like sort of local fame, it was just like, okay, I know who you are and you're really good, but like, you know, <laughs> I got you. And so there, was like, there, there was a level of that, um, with every role, every time you see that a superstar, or, um, a mega star who you admire, there's a level of like, okay, keep it together. You're cool. You're fine. So I guess for me, there is a little bit of like small inner monologue to, to tell me to chill out for a second. Um, right. But once you get over the, the, the surreality, if that's a word, the surreal. Yeah, how surreal we'll it is and yep. how weird it is uh, then you just bring get yourself down and you're like okay he's just a regular person she's just a regular person <laughs> so yeah very cool uh, and then the last one we're going to start we're going to promise we're getting into treasure here in a minute because it's uh, critical here uh, tonight uh the Leisure Seekers, also, it's a movie coming out next year, uh, like January 19th or so, and you worked with Helen Mirren and Donald Sutherland. Now, Donald Sutherland, to me, I know I'm, I'm a little older, but Donald Sutherland um, will be forever, uh, I'll always be a, forever a fan of Donald Sutherland because of, he was in the movie MASH. I don't know if you ever got to see that, but uh, he was really uh, incredible as that. Uh, of course, his son, Keith Sutherland, uh, Everybody remembers from 24, but what was it like being on The Leisure Seekers uh, with Helen Mirren and Donald Sutherland? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to meet um, Donald just because our scenes weren't together. My scenes were with Helen, um, but it was a fun experience. I think they shot a little bit in Atlanta, a little bit in Key West, um, maybe Boston. I'm not entirely sure, but our scenes were shot in um, in Jekyll Island, so got to spend some time on uh my hotel was on it was on the beach and everything and my lady came up with me and we got to spend time on the beach and shoot this this uh, great movie and um, it's, it's it rough that really rough to do that i, I tell you really <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we got to do that and well it was in the middle of a storm Crater, oh okay Crater, so, you know, all right it was rough it's rough. It, I, it, it was, yeah. But, but still, um, so cool. 
yeah, it was still cool. And uh, once the storm had cleared and we got to shoot in um, Helen, uh, Helen Mirren's super kind. And again, you know, again, I had to have that little monologue, mini monologue when I saw Helen Mirren. I was like, okay, it's the queen. <laughs> Calm down. You know, that's right. We're um, fine. Just the queen acting with you, and she's super sweet. She has to run lines with me, and um, it was an Italian directing team, and, uh, and so there was a, a language barrier in certain instances. And she would always like um, speak up for me in certain way, like you know, I was being squished in this one part against the wall, and she was like, um, "Can we make sure that Matt's not up against the wall?" And I was, you know, she totally <laughs> like mommed me, and it was so sweet. And I was like, "Oh, this is." Helen Mirren just mommed me. It's awesome. <laughs> um, it's perfect. Yeah. It's really awesome. Her, uh, personality. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that's at the Toronto International Film Festival where it was recently. Mm -hmm. And, and um, movie premiere sometime early next year. But yeah. Another fun part. Yeah, well, very cool. Well, let's we're gonna now switch gears. We're gonna let's talk treasure because I know people are excited to hear about treasure tonight. So we're gonna switch gears. So with treasure, how did you first hear about treasure? Um, let me get you guys a picture for a second. Um, there you are. Go ahead. We got um, you. I first heard about treasure because uh, Anthony is a friend of mine, and she was auditioning for the film. And she was like, you should audition. And I don't remember if I sent, and then I sent materials over to, uh, to casting and to over to Chris, uh, and their team. And then, and then Ansley had, had also recommended me. So then the first time that I read for Chris was the read through that they were having uh for the film um so i got to read through i guess chris wanted to see it was almost like a chemistry read and he wanted to see how i uh read live with ansley and the rest of the cast that i had um that i had lines with and then after the read through um then chris had offered me the role so that's how i found out about that so thank you to ansley old now and um yep. Very cool. and uh yeah it's, yeah, it was. It's been a while since since that. Yeah, but. that's the thing I think people forget about because you know the movie came out this year, but you know you've got it. The actual filming of it was two or three years ago, right? Right, two thousand summer of uh, summer of twenty fourteen. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, it's funny because so we have a chat. I don't know if we mentioned it. We didn't talk about it before the show really, but there's a chat room that runs as the show's going, so people are talking about. <laughs> The show it's live hot. as we're uh, as we're yeah. going through it. Pretty and, busy uh, tonight. I saw the chat rooms really rolling. Yeah, it, like people were saying, "Hey, I just watched. Uh, I just saw him pop up in American Made. I was there the other day. You know, so people are talking about this as we're going through it. Uh, cool. And you What's can tell that people have watched the movie, especially with this crowd, because sure. uh, there's a question that would only come up if somebody had watched this movie, right? Yeah. Um, it's uh it says. You know, in your character in Treasure, and I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. were you working at the soup kitchen or you'd previously been in trouble and then you were in the soup kitchen? It didn't address it in the movie, but that actually came up as a question in the chat room. I was like, wow, people are paying attention Ooh. to that movie. I had a backstory to Ryan, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had yeah. always interpreted it that uh, 
that Ryan was always kind of uh, had this earthy, earthy dorkiness about him and sort of like had this idea of that monologue where, uh, and I very much echo that monologue that he says, like, uh, you know, about us all being one thing and all interconnected in that way. Um, and that the, the volunteer at the soup kitchen was like his own endeavor that he wanted to, that I wanted to be there. And, and, and uh, cause it was like, I was feeding my family. It was like, I was feeding myself cause, um, cause that was, you know, we are the same kind of deal. Um, so that's, that's how I felt. So the, of course, the question that has to come up on this show is, had you heard about geocaching before the movie? Yeah, I had a friend who, I had a friend who had mentioned, first mentioned geocaching at, at Disney, right? I think it was like a field trip. I wasn't on this field trip, but it was a friend who was on a, a, a field trip with the friend at Disney um, and for like horse or something. And the friend was partaking in it. And I had known about the hidden Mickeys and things like that. And like all the like fun mini games that you do at theme parks and things like that to, to make your experience more exciting. And, uh, and then that was the first time that was mentioned, the uh, geocaching at Disney. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And, and then they were doing it. Um, on like military bases. Cause you know, they had, they had base access and things like that. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, and it took them like through the woods into like old cemeteries. And then like, you know, like all these interesting places that one wouldn't typically venture out into. Um, and some, you know, some of them were, uh, like typical places as well. But, um, but so I had heard about it just because of, uh, the adventures that this friend of mine had had been on because of it. Uh, so yeah. So then when, when Chris had mentioned it to me or I read about it in the script, I wasn't like, Oh, what is geocaching? You know, uh, <laughs> I, I knew what it was, but I hadn't, I hadn't actively participated in it um, mm -hmm. until filming had started. Right. So mm -hmm. Chris is actually either in the chat room right now or sending messages through. I don't know if Gary, if you're getting them, but <laughs> I guess he's making sure you don't say anything bad about him. So uh, he's oh yeah, around well, no. right now. He's sending messages. I don't know how to connect him in or anything, but uh, so he's there somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's spying on you right man? now. Chris is a, yeah. Chris was in the chat room, but he knows we're gonna, we're gonna rag on Chris. I mean, we know. <laughs> no, he just, we would never well, do that. So we so we have to do. You know, we had Shanice on. We 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 always, we always have to give a hard time to uh, about Chris, but uh, anyway. <laughs> So um, why don't you talk a little bit about, um, you know, filming maybe particular geocaching scenes and working with Ansley on some of those. Yeah, I think the first, like, um, some of the scenes to keep organic, Chris, uh, Chris didn't tell us where some of the, the, the caches were. And uh, he would just lead us to the vicinity. And obviously he had to get us in our shot. He had to get his shot. Um, right. So he had to let us know, drop, um, drop bigger hints than he probably had wanted to as to where the, the things were hidden. Um, but, but a lot of those scenes are, are pretty organic in terms of finding, uh, finding the cash and actually looking for them. Cause that's, that's what we were doing. We were actually looking for them. Um, and then that initial scene, the first time, 
that we went on like a uh, into the woods to look for a cache. Um, there was just a number of bugs. And just, well, well hang nice on there, Matt. <laughs> hang on, we're, we're gonna sh- we're gonna show this. Uh, we're gonna show this scene right now, and then we'll talk about. We'll we'll come back to that. So hold that thought, Matt. So we're gonna we're gonna show that scene, and we're gonna. Uh, uh, let you talk more about uh, what it was like uh, filming this scene. So let me uh, do a screen share here. And uh, we're going to look at the first scene together. So here we go. that I'm letting a guy I barely know lead me into a swamp. I'm not going to end up on the news tomorrow, am I? I haven't decided yet. Oh, that makes me feel good. You're the one who followed me, remember? Good point. What are we doing out here? Uh, I'm using my phone's GPS to look for a geocache. A which one? Geocache. What's that? Geocaching is basically a game where somebody hides a geocache and then they upload the GPS coordinates to the internet. And then somebody else downloads those coordinates and then finds the geocache using a device with GPS. Got it. So the point of this game is to find the geocache. Prize in the geocache? You'll see. The one I'm looking for should be just up here. So according to the GPS, it should be somewhere around here. Look for a container of some kind. Yeah, I don't think it's out here. It's out here. Somebody wrote in the logbook. I saw it last week. Sure. I'm sure. I don't think it's out here. It's out here, according to this. Ryan, it's not here. Wait, is that it? Yeah, that'd be it. How are we going to get it down? Looks like it has a hook. That's probably what this stick is for. You can't keep it. Why? I found it. I know, but you can't keep it. You know, you like, gotta open it up and see what's inside. Fine, well, if there's money, I'm keeping There is it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. It's just a box of junk. It's not junk. It's a box of things that people left on it. This is a logbook. I'm going to sign it and date it to log the find. You are such a dork. That's me, Dorky Ryan. Making fun of you is not as much fun when you agree. So how many of these little boxes have you found? This makes 832. Holy crap, that is a lot of time spent looking for little boxes of junk. Do you need to see somebody? Do you need to, to talk it out? I know somebody. Very funny. Good try. You know what? I think you're the dork. 
That's me, Dorkierica. I'd say. Hey, you have to admit I'm pretty adorable. <laughs> I love that. Pretty adorable. <laughs> It's like a typical right. reaction to like, oh, what are we doing out here? It's very accurate. <laughs> You're looking for what? So, so we talked to Ansley uh, on the sh- when she was on the show, and she's like, "It was like, uh, whoa, wait, wait a minute here, hold the f- hold the phone." Um, somebody has joined us. Um, he's on. His audio is off though. Your audio's off, though. Uh, you need to turn your audio back on. Oh. Uh, well, mute. I guess it's we can't a, invite him on the show anymore. You're on mute. It's, it's a all. botched progressive entrance. It's all right. He'll work on that for a minute. So, so Matt, uh, when I was um, – um, when we were talking to Ansley, um, <clears throat> she was saying it was uh, – we talked about before the show that it was like a sauna – uh out there so um uh oh yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's central florida and in the middle of the summer uh you know humid as as it gets uh and in the woods so it was you know and i had two layers of it so and 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 some thick jeans so it was it was pretty hot wow wow so um yeah so she's like trying not to sweat you know, so well. What whoa, is going on here? Speaking, Hi. Speaking of, the, speaking of, there's Ansley. We just showed the scene, Ansley, of oh, you uh, sweating it out in Florida at the very first in the first scene of the movie. So, yeah. um, so right. So, what do you think, Matt? I got uh, there, here's Ansley with us tonight. Yo, good time. It's a surprise panel. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. been a while since you've seen Ansley. I mean, you've been yeah, you have been busy with all your things. So, yeah, it has been a while. I think since the movie, she just got muted for a second. People can't hear. Are we here? She can't hear. Can't, She's saying she can't, can't hear. You can't oh, hear us. No, no. You look oh, so no. good. Can you hear me? We yeah, can we can hear you. you. I can hear you now. You can we hear got, me now. I can't yeah, hear we, you. I'm going to hang up and call back. All right, hang, hang up hang up and call back. Chris did that too. So we just had Ansley pop on the show. Uh, so we're going to have her try again. But, uh, yeah, we can see Ansley. But uh, um, so um, – Yeah, and so then I was saying um, – I'll, I'll maybe wait until she comes back, but uh, – you know, a yeah. lot of people have aversions to to spiders, and uh, right. it was no different. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of spiders, and, um, and but you're from Florida, so you're you're familiar with you're familiar with the you know. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with it, just because I I had a outdoor uh, childhood, you know. But uh, but kudos to any of you geocachers who are out there in the dangerous conditions. <laughs> yes, it can be very dangerous out there. Uh, we um, we have a friend who's on sometimes uh, Matt from Australia, and they get to be large, uh, very large uh, spiders out there. So, so can you hear us now? I can hear you. Okay, we can hear you. Okay. Hi, so, ladies and gentlemen, Ansley Gordon is now Hello. joining the show, and um, so yeah, uh, Matt, you were just you're talking a minute ago about when's the last time you saw Ansley? Because it's been a while. I, I miss you so much i'm so proud of you 
<laughs> we're, well, we're, we're, my, my mom. We're, sorry, my phone muted. I don't know if you can hear me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can we hear me? Yes. My yes. mom's calling me. I'll have yeah. to decline. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. I'm, I'm on a show. Mom. Sorry, I'll call you right back. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. So, yep. so here oh, comes oh, here comes, oh, oh, something, here comes happened. something happened. My sound now. Mom, uh, we can we can hear you. you can you hear us? Hello. Okay. We can hear you. I, we, we can, we can hear you, Chris. Can you hear me? We, got little... check, we can hear check, you, Matt. Check. You can hear me? Cool. Okay. So... Look, it's a family yeah. reunion, though. This it is. Insane. Little, it is a little family reunion. Uh, see, how does the app know when to switch it up and let other people talk? I, I, it just it, it does. Now, I, I can I can set it on somebody. Like, I can set it directly on you, Matt. And so now this, this the screen is just on you. So. Ooh. Okay. So yes, yeah, so you have the you have the spotlight. Although I'm going to switch it now to Ansley because you know it's Ansley. You know we got to give her some, <laughs> give her some credit here. She's like whatever. I just got home from boxing. I'm making dinner. I have to shoot in a bathing suit tomorrow. So I'm like I'm going to make all these steamed veggies. And my fiance is like I'm going to go get pizza with my friends. And I was like oh, oh. <laughs> torture, torture. How torture, are you, yeah. man? What's up? I'm good. <laughs> He's been, he's Wait, been a busy little boy since like the film closed, right? I haven't seen you since I graduated and moved to oh, LA. All right, there's Chris. Chris. Oh. What's up, Chris? Hi, Ansley. Hi. Well, Chris, uh, thanks for thanks you guys for jumping on the show tonight uh, to talk about treasure. So, um, uh, Matt, you we were we were talking earlier about the different um, events that people go to and everything. So, um, we're going to ask Chris and Ansley real fast about their experience on the Queen. Well, we'll ask about GeoCoin Fest. So. Chris, don't tell us about all of your Queen Mary experiences because one of them we can't talk about. Uh, you you had some very, <laughs> some very loud neighbors. But what was your what, what was your experience or what was your thoughts? Guess, yeah, we can't guess. Well, he wrote he, he said to some people. This is a family so. show now. Hold on, Gary. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Um, how was it being at CoinFest, Chris, and just the experience? Because you went to MoGa. We got to see each other at MoGa. So what was yeah. it like going to CoinFest? Well, you know, I, I knew that geocachers had a, you know, kind of they, they had these events and they kind of had, did their own thing. But I, I never, like, I guess I didn't realize what a community that it really was, like how tight geocachers are how much they love putting on these events. Even though it's stressful, people, they pick up the reins and they put on these events and people, people love going to them and they bring their families and uh, it's kind of a reunion. I think a lot of people see each other at these events that know each other and they hang out. And so um, I just really felt the love there, uh, just like I did at MoGa and the other events just having a film that, you know, has a built-in fan base and the fans really, like, really love the film and just right. to see people express that and to see it on their faces and and their children's faces is pretty amazing. So, Ansley, um, you got to meet fans, obviously, okay. there and take some pictures with some girls and all that. Got to, did you get a lot of the, Oh, it's Ansley. It's Erica. Did you I any of those? Or? Of people like the little girls called me Erica, and it was really cute. Um, 
and um, the daughter of the guy who put on the fest, right? Lexi's dad put on the fest, right, Chris? Yeah, Josh Broadwater. He, Lexi watched the first screening with me and it was like, it was just so sweet and it was the best experience. We like followed each other on Instagram and she showed me all of her art and like, it was just, it was amazing. It was so much fun. So cool. So cool. So, all right, let's get, let's get back. Uh, let's get back to, to the movie for a moment. So, and back to Matt, Matt, I'm back on you. He's like, hmm, there he is. All right. Um, so what was your, like you said, you, you knew Ansley before. And so what was your experience trying to act for Chris Williamson and try to get it right? Because I'm sure he was really tough on you to try to, you know, constantly doing retake after retake after retake. Was it, you felt like you were like working for Angley or somebody. I mean, what, what was it like working for Chris? <laughs> no, man, Chris was, Chris was, easy in terms of takes and, and being able to uh, being good. able to let us do what we wanted to do. In fact, um, in some of the uh, inner scenes, um, I, I just remember I was laughing like quite a bit. I don't remember like specifics. Maybe Andrew can tell you, but I don't remember. The spit laugh. take is my like favorite this. thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> at work. <laughs> I think I was trying to like, you know, typically what happens in, in, in film and TV is you do a spit take, right? Or you, um, or you have a spit bucket, so you'll eat the food and, or you'll drink the, uh, the beverage and then you'll spit it out afterwards. You don't actually consume it because you don't know how many times you're going to do the take, right? So then, <laughs> right. well, I hadn't eaten that day. And so we had, uh, we had pasta and we had salad. And I was just like, man, I'm just going to eat because, uh, because I'm hungry. He's going to chow down. That's... <laughs> And, uh, and I did, and it and it probably made for, like, I, I choked a couple times. There's, like, there's an awkward scene that, if you've seen the movie before. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I I consumed the entire drink in order to, like, make it less awkward. And, like, every time, like, it just got awkward because, like, I was like, dang, this scene is going on really long. So I'm going to have to make this beverage last. Speaking um, of takes, yeah, like that, that's the only scene we did like a million takes of, and it was the scene that you had to be eating and drinking. It's so funny, too, because uh, the way Chris set that whole thing up is you're it's supposed to be awkward. I mean, you here you are going to dinner with, you know, with the with the dad, you know, and you're kind of like, I don't know, Chris, is he he's kind of like the boyfriend, kind of. You really kept that, you kept that whole part sort of ambiguous. Yeah, he really did. Why, why can't the audience participate and oh, here we go. for themselves? Whoa. I'm not, yes, I'm not right. going to put on your thinking cap. Do you like that? See, yes, I projected, <laughs> didn't I? I projected onto the movie my you own should. feelings, didn't I, Chris? You should. I should. Okay, so see, I, I experienced Good, the movie. <laughs> I experienced yeah, that, that. All I remember, uh, okay, we did an average, I, I did the calculations. We did an average of only 3.4 takes per camera setup. So we, we were lean and we used almost every camera setup we used in the film. So uh, we, we shot very lean. And uh, that scene, we were doing a lot of takes. And. <laughs> They, they got the giggles a little bit. Ansley and Matt were like 
drive me a little crazy because <laughs> they got the giggles and once once actors get the giggles it's like it's like it's so terrible hard. and it so also didn't it help just, that like we were it, friends and like we yeah. knew how to make each other laugh yeah and- <laughs> yeah well it culminated into like matt matt spitting everywhere <laughs> Like spitting food or something, and the water jumped back, and we were all like, what? <laughs> And by that point, I was like, Yeah, we, I, I think, think Mike was laughing. Mike, who's a cinematographer, I think yes. Mike was, Mike was, <laughs> Mike, oh, was ja- and Amber, they were both like, they were giggling, and Ben too, and we were everybody, just we were, everybody was giggling. That yeah, was, was the fun. one scene it where it, just, it was definitely a fun day. Yeah. ridiculous and then i was the last one to laugh because i wasn't having it and then when when uh matt spit up it was i lost it we all <laughs> lost it oh my gosh yes so um so so matt you're um like you're saying before before ansley got on the fact that you know you're very thankful to ansley uh so what was so uh, ansley now should we have you on what was it what was it about the initial and we talked a little bit on, on the show that we had you on but the idea was wh- when did it hit you this like i need to call matt matt's got to be involved in this what- well matt is the best actor i know and Wow. Yeah, you have put me on tape more times until I moved to LA. But like in college, it was it was you that I would call. I'd be like, I have this thing. I don't. I have to be a French photographer. Do you remember that one? That I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You were like, Come over, I got you. And so like I had done. I don't remember that specific one, but yeah, it makes oh, sense. I got pinned for it, so that was the one that I was like, Cool. Oh, I yes, I do remember that one. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I did a bunch of tapes with Matt and just like really trusted him as like a scene partner. And when they were talking about like, oh, we haven't, we haven't found a guy. Do you know anybody? Literally, Matt was the only person I thought of. It's like, oh, my friend Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I was telling them earlier. I was telling them earlier that my, my audition was essentially the table read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like basically a chem read with you know everyone else, yeah. which was which was pretty cool. Well, yeah. and the, and I, I'm big on casting, not just you can't just cast the characters, you have to cast relationships. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think one of the things that makes Treasure really work and really special is the relationships that were formed. And I was putting actors' photos on the wall of my office and just imagining the whole cast working together, you know? And uh, once Ansley was involved and I saw Ansley with the other actors, you know, I, it just, it just all came together. And when she, oh, I had a hard time finding Ryan because I had a bunch of like dirty or douchey or right. weird guys coming in, uh, just <laughs> auditioning for this role. And it was like, it, it was right. like, how, how hard can this be you guys? So, uh, when Ansley mentioned somebody that she was comfortable with, that got my attention because uh, if they have a, an existing relationship, then that could transfer over uh, into the film potentially. So, uh, so the other question was like, you know, what is Ryan like? And it was interesting earlier, Matt said that he saw the character as like earthy. I think you, I think that's the word you used. Yeah, yeah. 
And what's interesting is when I met Matt and we were going through that reading, I felt like Matt was just a grounded person. Like in, intuitively, just the feeling, the chemistry I got from him is, is Matt just made me feel more comfortable. Like he just has that effect on people. Oh, like mm -hmm. thank you. even right now over the video on this show, he just puts people at ease and just kind of has that grounded thing. So, so it really like when I, uh, like he really didn't look how people imagined him. Like people imagined some like scrawny white kid or something like that. Not some, you know, like a, a like a bull. Oh, I cannot guy. imagine Ryan as anything other than. <laughs> yeah. Right. And once, once Matt read for it, it was like, this is yes. why you keep an open mind because somebody will come in and they will, they will just, a good actor will be able to just inhabit that character and make you feel like they're the only ones that could be it. And that's, that's what Matt did. Very cool. Thanks, well, we're going to show one more clip and then we're going to have all, all three of y'all comment on the clip and, and um, I'm going to do it right. And so I don't think people know cause I did all the editing, but Ansley and I know what I did on the fur when she was on um that was before i had co-hosts uh which i probably uh, should have had co-hosts back then but uh i stopped the whole pod i stopped the whole podcast uh instead of stopping the screen share and went into full-blown panic mode and talk about a calming effect um uh Ansa was a very calming effect for me because she's like don't worry about it it happens we're not gonna have that happen tonight but we're going to uh, we'll show this one clip real quick. So let me screen share again, and then we will talk about. Stop. This. What am I? Stop. I have what dinner on the counter, and something oh. that is trying to get dinner. Trying to get it. It's funny. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's show this one. Here we go. number you can discover it on your profile and get an icon that's cool hey this thing might be worth something hey hey that's stealing give it here whoa i wish every geo cash had one of these being in florida <laughs> I, I love yes, that that's true i wish geo cash <laughs> yeah that's great all right let me stop that all right wow um, let me go back to the screen now. Um, so, um, 
you know, uh, what's funny, Chris, before you got on, Matt was saying that um, he did, and this is what Ansley actually talked about when we had, when she was on the fact that you kind of made them find some geocaches to kind of, <laughs> you kind of forced them <laughs> to find them. Yeah. We're like, just tell it where it is. We're actors. <laughs> we'll act like we're looking for it. Just tell there us where it is. Montage scenes where I needed to get just footage of them looking for geocaches. So right. I thought, There's well, a, yeah. uh, you know, true. we want to be as truthful as we can because, uh, you know, we're making something that is has artifice. We're creating it, but uh, we want to make it as truthful as possible. So I will, I will always try to get my actors to really do something if I can. <laughs> and it, it worked out. Uh, so um, it, it, interesting so Ansley, your uh, your experiences we we talked in in Ryan too. I want to ask you about uh, just the different the whole idea of the finding these caches, and then you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, are you serious? This is what geocachers go through to do this kind of stuff. And right I was recently on the um, podcast with Sonny and Sandy and they asked me oh, about yeah. that and I was like I have a hard no on micro caches and he was like no I understand you too <laughs> <laughs> yeah he no. yeah yeah we, we're we're all friends with Sonny and Sandy too so which is nice well, they're but so great his podcast is, oh they're so wonderful we, we love them but uh yeah Sonny he he hates the lamppost cache which is ironic because um a lot of times for new cachers lamppost cache and I think um uh, most of our our hosts, I like lamppost caches, but I'm a I'm a really nerdy guy that loves all sorts of geocaches. But Jesse, you won't you don't you're not you're not going to be caught dead doing a lamppost cache anymore, right? I, I will when my daughters are with me, but uh, yeah, I'd rather be climbing a mountain or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Sydney, you're not you're not bothering yourself with lampposts anymore. Mm, eh, it depends, really. I mean, if I. There's some instances where I just needed a cache for that day, so I would just go find whatever was available in the middle of winter in the snow. So, dedication. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and in the snow is right. Being in Buffalo, I mean, your way, your experiences of see, like Ansley's got it easy. She's in L.A. She can, she, she want to go find a geocache in the sun. It's like what is it? You're like it's, it's like it's like eighty degrees right now in in, in California. So it's cooled down a little bit. Alligators. So. <laughs> <laughs> right versus where Chris is. Yeah. Um. So the, this. The, you know, the, these the scenes, I think, Chris, you did, you like you said, you really did a good job of, of incorporating, because I've, I, we've talked about it before, and the fact that geocaching is in the movie, but geocaching isn't the only thing in the movie. Does that make sense? I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it was woven into the story. Right. And, and I think you did such a great job of doing that. So when you guys were out at the Queen Mary and how many, did you show it a couple times out there, Chris? Yes. Twice. Okay, cool. Um, now, yeah. Isn't that cool? So um, the experience that we had, Jesse and I were at the one in Texas and we met before the show, we, we talked to Matt about uh, showing it on a drive in showing it a drive in, which is, I think so cool that, uh, that we got to, to do that. But the genuine experience, cause I, Chris had let me see the movie a little bit beforehand and 
just want to mention, you know, don't want to mention much about that, but uh, I had, I had seen part of it beforehand. So seeing it though was unique because we're around people who had never seen it before. And um, the whole aspect, Chris, of you doing the, um, toward the end of the movie, it gets very serious. I mean, you, you know, Ansley's seen with, um, uh, we won't give away the movie, but there's a there's a um, a very Rebecca. serious. What's that? No, there's a very, yeah, there's a very serious part of the movie. What's interesting though was Jesse and I are walking around the drive-in because we really wanted to get the feel for. So we're walking around and we're seeing people and they're crying over this movie. And I'm thinking, this is really, I told you about that because we had, I called Chris at the, when we were at the drive-in, but uh, so Matt, I didn't know if you're, uh, uh, I don't think I mentioned to you about that before the show, but the fact that people's experience, and I don't know, did you guys get any kind of experiences like that when you were showing it out there in, in California? Or? I cried. <laughs> we saw well, I, I, I did too, actually. I still did, do. I still well, I know. write that movie, and I've seen it. Oh, I, I, I know. I do too. But did, did you, did you answer your, did you guys uh, get any kind of? We did. We had one feedback. person that said like that we genuinely laughed and cried while watching this movie. It was during the first screening. I don't remember who it was that said it, but it was really sweet. And I was like, I cried too. I forgot how much I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a, we, had a, we had a great reception out there. Um, a lot of times people will watch it and they'll come up to me privately after a screening and they'll say, you know, somebody close to them uh, died of cancer and, it, you know, it just really, uh, you know, just really touched them, you know, and uh, same thing with me. Like when, you know, every comedy turns into a drama in the third act. I mean, that's just how it goes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and in this particular film, I was taking acting classes when I was finishing writing the film. So I was, what they do is they kind of, they kind of break you down emotionally a little, a lot. And, uh, and so I was just raw from acting uh, classes, you know, because I wanted to be a good director. So I wanted to find out what, my actors go through and uh and during that time i had no idea that how it would affect my writing so i i wrote mom's letter in the middle in starbucks and i was bawling just as i was typing like right wow. and really feeling it and that's that's when it hit me that i as the writer i i if i can't feel it then how's the audience gonna feel it and then my job as the director working with actors is to translate how I felt when I wrote it, uh, right. you know, through images so that the audience can feel it. And, you, you know, it can be screwed up anywhere along the way. And you have to you have to really, really pay attention and focus on getting that right so that audience feels what you felt or what they should feel and i just i just feel like it translated beautifully oh i did I really it, it did very much my, uh, i really thank my actors for uh collaborating with me on creating that that that, that truly magical moments that we pulled off on, on 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 a little film like that like 
I have to thank did, Taylor Swift. I, I'll never. <laughs> I was listening right. to some emotional I, I, Taylor I, I, Swift music. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> you can feel it when you watch the film. Like you can feel like it's there's there's something so special in the story and the performances and everything that we did. It was it was so much yeah. fun collaborating with you guys. Well, like, Gotta be well, always going back. Yep. I want to say something. I want to compliment Matt and Chris really quick. So quickly. Um, yes. Going back to like the casting of not like the casting of Matt, casting the casting of Matt. Um, when Chris was talking about the calming presence of Matt, having that as your scene partner for the majority of the movie, Rebecca has the same thing too. Rebecca's character is my favorite in in the right. movie, and so any scene I had with them. I knew that it was going to be a good scene because I could do whatever I wanted to and they wouldn't let me fall. And that was great casting on Chris's part because I got to walk in and I got to play with these incredible actors. Does that make sense? I feel like oh, I yeah. that properly. No, 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 you're right. You know, it's something we, we had Rebecca on too and she talked about how she kind of, you know, you know, she's sort of like the, um, the in the movie, she's sort of the mom kind of, but she actually in the acting portion of it she kind of got to be kind of a mom to you guys this is sort of a you know like you saying Ansley, she kind of got to be sort of a calming uh, calming sort of motherly motherly maternal figure yeah yeah so all right we got to wrap this up although we go for all night i could ask you i mean this is fun to talk to you guys um but let me start uh sydney do you, do you have some final questions for any of them or comments to uh to our little pan, our little uh, impromptu panel, treasure panel. Yeah, I was totally not expecting all of this. This is <laughs> crazy. I don't know if this was some secret plan you guys had or what was going on. <laughs> Word got out. Word got out. So they made it. We got them on the show for the last last part of it. But mm -hmm. oh, see, seeing these two on screen together again, I would miss it for the world. Oh no! Aww. Yeah, nice, man. So nice. guys. And I haven't seen Chris. I haven't seen just as long. So what's up, Chris? It's <laughs> awesome. You're so cute, uh, Matt. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, did you have anything else, Sydney? Or are you just? Uh, no, I'm just. I'm stunned. I know, I know. Isn't it great to have an all three on? It's wonderful. Uh, so, Jesse, uh, you go ahead. And, uh, yeah, so first, thank you all for being on the show. It's great, and it's it's good for the chat room is going crazy. And, you know, uh, like I think Matt mentioned earlier, is, you know, you got an instant built-in audience with this cross, you know, because of, of the hobby in the movie or whatever. But, um uh, Chris and Ansley talked about getting to see people's reactions and I was with Chris when he got to see it, but Matt, I hope you get the opportunity to at some kind of screening or whatever, because of the, the instant popularity of your character in this movie. I hope you get to see people's reaction to it at some point. I don't know if that's a normal thing for actors to get to do, to get to see that, if you can sneak in and see that every once in a while, but um, instant popularity of, of all the characters in the movie. So hopefully you'll get that same experience as they were talking about too. But, uh, and then just again, thank you for, you know, building this into our little hobby here. So this is a great addition to our hobby. So thanks for being on again. Of course. Thanks for having us. Oh, fun. you bet. 
I'm glad you enjoyed the, the the time tonight. You know, that's something that even Chris and I talked about, the fact that, and I think, Chris, you, you, you or Matt mentioned this to me, actually, uh, but it was something he echoed back to me that you had mentioned, the fact that, you know, you, you made a, you made the best geocaching movie ever made. Oh, yeah. Hands down. There's no question. Um, you know, it. Uh, there have been f- sort of, lame attempts, I guess you could say, uh, in the past of trying to incorporate geocaching. Um, That'd be a nice way to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very good. Now, um, the interesting thing is that since then, Chris, you know, um, and we have on our website, little snippets of where geocaching comes up in TV movie, TV shows. So, uh, Matt, keep your eyes open. They may actually, uh, it was on a CSI one time. And uh, what are some other ones, Jesse, I'm missing? I'm forgetting. Uh, like uh, iZombie and Law and Order, I think. There's a couple other ones that are not good. <laughs> they're just, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it clean because this is a family show, but they are not good. Yeah, you did a great job of incorporating into the movie, and and it's funny because our audience. So no matter how big you guys ever get, and we hope you all get, you know, rich and famous beyond your wildest dreams, right? You'll always be the people from the geocaching movie for us. So <laughs> it's right. Be great. <laughs> well, we wear that badge proudly. Indeed. Good, indeed. Yeah, so great. Um, all right, and the yeah, the chat room was going crazy tonight. Thank you, all people in the chat room, all the questions and uh, comments about the the movie, and um, just it was neat to uh, to be a part of all this. Uh, so, Chris, thank you for including us in the uh, in the process. And uh, yeah, people people are mentioning about Treasure Two. So, Chris, I don't want to put you on the spot, dude, but. Um, I'm in. You, I'm there. There you go. You're, you're casting calls. We're there. That's it. Buy the movie. Buy the geocoins. Buy everything. Yes. That's, a, that's the only way it'll happen. That's how this industry works. Yeah. Um, right. yeah something, yeah, very important. Um, you can, you know, go to treasurethemovie.com. Go to our website, geocachetalk.com. There's a link to go uh, to purchase the movie. So um, definitely go get it. Now, um, even recently, eh, it wasn't too recently, but one thing is um, uh, Chris has added DVDs because I've talked to some people who are like, they still are in the world of non-Blu-ray. Um, and so they're like, well, I don't have a Blu-ray player. I'm like, that's not a problem anymore. You can buy a DVD. And um, so Soon, that was... Oh, yes. And yeah, Chris mentioned where well, there's some geocoins. Now, other than the the original, I have the original right here. There's the original uh, coin. Oh, the mine. new ones are absolutely. Yeah. Can I show mine? Seen them. Can I show yeah. Mine? Chris has got uh, designed them and that they're absolutely gorgeous. Ooh, there she's got one. There, Ansley's got one of them. That's the one coming first out, look, isn't it? This is the first time anyone's oh, ever wow. seen it. That's, that's a cool looking coin. It's all, no, you're good. That is gonna, beautiful. That's going to be a great coin. I'm going to show it again. Hold on. Let me set this down. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. They are no sweet. Look at Awesome. Look, look at that coin. That, that thing's huge. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Uh, I'll have them on the website soon. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> goofball. Uh, that's awesome. Adorkable. She's very adorable. <laughs> so adorkable. Which... Uh, this one, by the way, and so I don't think you've seen this coin, maybe, but this was a um, this was a promotional one that they did, um, 
And um, so this is one that was created, um, and it's got the the little dinosaur. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Uh, so, cash, yeah. Yeah, from Erica from Cash. Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Isn't that neat? So yeah. that was used as a, a, a as a promotional thing um, through. There's also Treasure Geocaches out there now. There. Oh yeah. Talk talk about that real Somebody, fast. Somebody went through the entire movie to to create a quiz to find the numbers for the coordinates to a geocache. I think it's in Texas. And it's absolutely amazing. They went through the whole film and created this crazy quiz with like tons of questions. Like like how many times like how many steps did Ryan make when they were walking there? Minus three, Whoa. you know, like they got that's super so cool. I'm like, that's really good. Like, wow, that's awesome. And they're hard uh, questions too. They're hard. Yeah. Well, um, and also something. Um, so we have our trackable code back here, but uh, Chris has put. Um, how many did you put in the movie, Chris? A bunch. <laughs> the the question that shan't be answered. That's yes. Right. I can never get him to tell us, but if you buy the movie, uh, there are a lot of trackables, a uh, trackable, uh, just like Matt, uh, just like Matt in the the movie with the uh, with the coin, and you, you and also you have one on, on your the your the black shirt that you wear in the movie. There's a trackable on the back of that. I don't know. Did did Chris explain right. to you guys right. about trackables? Yeah, the, the bug one. Yeah, it's the travel bug yeah. bug thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have that shirt. Oh. So put it on Facebook and let people get the code off of it. The people that couldn't write it down in time from the screening. Well, you make them make them buy it. They can replay it. True. I actually heard about the. I heard about the other day somebody watched it with a non-geocaching member of their family, and so they watched it all the way through. Chris, so they watched it all the way through, and then they went back and watched it again. They kept stopping it. And this person was like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm searching for trackables. So they're, they're going through and watching the movie again, trying to catch all the little, little trackable coins. But um, did, you, did you let the, the actors get anything from the movie? I know, um, like, Ansley thought she got something, but did you actually get anything from the movie, Ryan? I mean, mine, Matt. <laughs> did, um, like what? Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm, it's all it's Matt. You're, you're Matt and Ryan. I did that. I did that Ryan. to Anthony one time. It's totally fine. I respond um, to Erica. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you, I, you keep I don't remember getting anything? I know that. Uh, no, I don't remember. I don't remember if I got anything. Oh man! Now, Anthony was supposed to get the the necklace, right? Did you? I did. I did get it, and Shanice got a ring. Oh sweet! So yes, and you guys send Matt right. something. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I'll send him the rocket. Uh, whoa! I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> take it. No, I still have it. It's in my office. Yeah. That's a really good momentum. You still have that? That is awesome. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's like you get the whole cast to sign that thing. That'd be awesome. Oh. And then auction it off for treasure too. There Y'all, you go. come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm working will, on it. Will Erica go into American film market next week? Dare you really? Oh sweet. Yeah. Will Erica Let's and get Ryan distribution, you get guys. Together. Let's do this. Yes. How, so 
you could get a distribution even though the movie sort of came out. I mean, it's been out. I mean, it's on D- Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah, but once once these Blu-rays and DVDs are gone, uh, well, once I get a distribution deal, then nobody will be able to buy those from me because okay. the distributor won't have that. Well, right. the thing is, geocachers are going to have to wait however long it takes the distributors after that to get their hands on it. So the distributor might put it on Blu-ray or DVD, or they might put it on VOD, different iTunes, Amazon, whatever. I mean, I don't know how long it'll take them to do that. Right. Uh, and Everybody get your like. copies. That's right. Get your copies so, now. So get them now before they're gone. Yeah. Before uh, the moon takes I'd rather over. sell out what I have now because <laughs> once I ink a deal, like... Like I'll have to be selling those in secret because you know they don't want to have a trunk of his car, right? Yeah, (laughs) like a McDonald's uh, parking lot. But once they're gone, they're gone. I don't think I'll be making more myself (laughs) if I can get a distribution deal. So, um, so but I've got a plan. I've got another plan. If we don't get a traditional distribution deal, uh, we're going to get it out to the masses one way or another. I've I've got a plan. So. Very cool. There's more on the way. All right. We have to wrap up. Good seeing you guys. This is awesome. Uh, I got to mention a couple. Isn't it wonderful? Um, So a couple mentions. um, And you guys stick around for a minute after the show. Um, So winner from last week, we had a, a contest uh, for the X tags with Joshua White, the, the winner was Jim Stark, Stark Cash. So Jim, uh, I'll get in touch with you to get your address so we can send you your prize. And tonight we have a winner. We had a, a retweet contest on Twitter, and just to let you three know, I had retweets like crazy all week um, because you know how it is. Let me retweets and like, oh, you know, a lot of them. Some of them were geocachers. It was a mix. Obviously, you have the people that are out there that just retweet because they think they're going to win something. But we had hundreds. <laughs> so I used random.org, and the winner was Mudak. So I think she's actually in the chat room. That just worked out. So, nice. um, yeah. I mean, that was just not planned at all. Um, sure. But um, they win a DVD of Treasure. Congratulations. So, Woo! So so Chris, I will uh, get you the information when I get it from from her, and uh, we will send you that. So, uh, real quickly, go ahead. What do you say? Nope. Uh, said excellent. Excellent. Yes, very excellent. Uh, so coming up with the show next week, um, Sydney will not be on the show next week because she's going to be down here mm-hmm. in in texas going to a wedding and by the way uh sydney uh i will be able to come to your event that you're having down here uh in I Frisco. so i will be there if it's just you and i we'll we'll have a good time susan's be. open it might be we'll we'll sit and have some breakfast and enjoy uh, a little company together uh during that but um i will be there for that and then the week after that we have on uh lady crystal kuhala I hope I don't mess up her name, but she's in Finland. So um, pretty crazy. I counted up, you guys, just to let you know, on Geocache Talk, we're at 255 countries that the show is uh, watched. Whoa. I know, that cool? Um, I didn't know so she's. That, that many countries. I know. There's a lot more, but um, 
we have a lady that's going to be on from Finland. So we're going to hear about geocaching in Finland because, I mean, how cool is that just to talk about Finland? Uh, and the week after, we're going to talk about geocaching with Stefan. Uh, he has a different app that he uses called GC Droid. It's for Android users versus uh, most of us are all Apple people, but we have to give shout outs to the Android users out there too. See, so Matt's an Android user, so there you go. Uh, perfect. So um, he has an app that uh, that works great on Android. Um, so uh, we're going to have him on. So, well, folks, we hope you enjoy the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk. Uh, I am at Gary Slinkard, one word. Jesse is at Memphis underscore mafia. Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And our Facebook page is facebook.com slash geocache talk. Shook me found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go watch Treasure and then go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night. That's right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.